Welcome to Match Day 22's episode of Vow FBA Stuttgart Americana as we break down the most recent matchup here where they uh, were on the road playing against the mighty Billy Goats of FSA Cologne. With me today, as always, are Austin from the Ukiah SC Freiburg Society. Austin, welcome. Hello. And uh, as always, and a special guest is uh, Jeffrey from... Uh, Beloved Billy Goats and Chico, both from Northern California. Jeffrey, how how are we doing this uh, this weekend? Good morning. I've been better, but good morning <laughs> to you both. We will get into all that here soon. Uh, first off, before we go, uh, you guys both uh, hit the golf course this weekend. How'd that go? Uh, well, I'll, I, I hit the course, and I got a whole seven holes in this week, which is by the record course nowadays. <laughs> All right, sevens, yeah, a little atypical, but that does uh, seem to be helpful for your score. Jeff, what about you? I golfed twice this week. I golfed on Tuesday, and um, I was golfing really well. When I shotgunned a beer on 18, took a swig because I think we both had two pars on 17, and I double bogeyed and got an 80. And then I golfed on Saturday – yesterday just after the game and pretty much started out like the game ended i missed a lot of open shots on the first hole and it got better from there so it was a good it was a good weekend it was a good day all right pretty well yeah well all right well with that lead in let's dive right in so the uh the we'll start with our little review of the match and it's ended up with uh valve b one two zero on the scoreboard uh some context as we go into this it was a 14th place team on the table hosting the 10th place team on the table and really the table stayed exactly the same as the match ended um valve b was coming off a 1-1 draw versus Hertha, so they kind of needed this three points um they'd only scored i think seven out of the last 24 potential points so they only had two wins since really the turn of the year um, they're in 10th, they're safe, but if you are a Stuttgart fan, you remember the Georg Niedermeyer years where we look safe, we were talking contract extensions, and then next thing you know, we're in the second league, he's in Australia, and everything fell apart. So kind of a big match for us. Uh, Jeff, going into this match, you guys were coming off the 2-0 loss at Frankfurt, but everybody's losing to Frankfurt. Um, and since that 5-0 loss to uh, Austin's club, Freiburg, you guys had stabilized a bit, 10 out of the last 18 possible points. Uh, but the problem seems to be with you guys is Mines and Bielefeld are picking up points as well. What were you thinking going into this one? First of all, I was thinking I have a hard time feeling bad for any Valve Bay fans on their place on the table. I was thinking actually to myself that if we were to win that game, which is probably our, our only winnable game in the next four or five or 15, uh, <laughs> You know, we could have launched to 11th place. And, again, not much higher than, you know, mine's one. But, again, there's, you know, seven teams behind us. So I was kind of looking forward to the potential of where we could be 
having won that game. And I quickly realized that I am a Cone fan and sometimes expectations, many times expectations, always times expectations <laughs> fall short when you're watching the game. So uh, I had, I was optimistic. I was cautiously optimistic. I felt like we played uh, some pretty good games following that, the Freiburg game and even uh, Frankfurt, you know, we losing two nothing was nothing that anybody didn't expect. And, you know, there's some good moments in that game. So I was feeling like we could put a couple, two good games together and, and get some points. And Sukar was kind of, on the low end of things, they hadn't been playing well. I thought, well, if any time is our opportunity to, to get some points and to really win the games we, sh- we have to win, not maybe should win, but have to win, this would be one of those games, you know, and uh, no, it didn't, quite, <laughs> it didn't quite work out. And mine's won. Mine's, I can't believe it. Mine's won, stole three points. We didn't get three points. So it was a pretty – dramatically awful weekend for Hennis fans everywhere. Yeah, it was a, it was rough. I mean, we had, we're both cautiously optimistic, but both kind of nervous going into the match. Um, Austin, before we get into the actual game itself, from a neutral observer standpoint, um, you guys, Freiburg, are safe as can be. Things are going well. Uh, what were your thoughts on this match, if any at all? Well, going into it, um, I, I was expecting – uh, a low-scoring game, uh, a possession-heavy uh, by Stuttgart. Um, and, you know, as, as you're probably well aware, that Stuttgart leads the league in shots off the post. And so shots off the post plus uh, the punches of porn, I thought it would be a punches and posts kind of game. And it seemed to be that. And uh, that's what I thought going into it, what it was going to be. And that's seems how it played out yeah it was um yeah we'll get into the excitement i guess of i don't know the highlight reel for the game but yeah going into the game uh, lineup wise for uh stugart uh, we had kemp back in the back line after some illness we had gonzalo castro back in the midfield which i think is a bit of an unsung uh hero for the team there in the middle kind of making things go i was a little surprised that uh, eric tommy was not playing um but we have a rule that uh, Philip Forster has to play forever and he can never uh, come out. Uh, although he did get subbed out later today. So the lineup that uh, we put out on the, the pitch Saturday, I can't say it was too surprising. Uh, usual three, five, two, give or take uh, formation. Uh, it looks like Hennis, Jeff only had a couple changes. I was trying to look at my notes there. It looked like uh, Horn and Oshan were the only ones that uh, were out. Um, of this one, the one thing that I did notice, uh, get your comment on, is uh, looking at their, your lineup against Frankfurt, uh, Wolf against Frankfurt was a right or left back, and then Wolf against mm-hmm. us was one of your uh, forwards or strikers. So I don't know if that's a symbolism of his flexibility or if that is a sign of your offensive. Um, well, where would you go? I'll take it from here. Uh, we're a powerhouse trap. <laughs> And uh, no, actually, Gisdall, honestly, I think he's, I don't believe he's had the same lineup of formation uh, once this entire season. And part of me is thinking, like, you know, we need some to get some continuity and, and um, 
figure out a lineup, stick with it and, and play with it for a while, see what we can do. The other part of me is like, I think he's just trying to figure out what we can possibly do to score goals. I mean, I don't like Wolf personally touching the ball more than he has to. Um, I've heard a lot of the word thrown around potential when it comes to Wolf. Um, I was pretty excited when we picked him up. That being said, he's he likes he's really good at, at turning the ball over and killing drives. Um, but we need to score goals. I and mean, I didn't argue with moving him up a little bit. We need to get some, you know, he's he's quick and he can he can create things, but you know, I think Gizal is trying to tinker with the lineup and find anything, something, anything to get goals on. And I and I love the fact that Horn didn't play. Next to the other horn, he's the worst player. <laughs> Um, I'll, I'll interject here. I, I really thought going into this game that, uh, speaking of the, the attack of Hennis, I thought Dennis would, you know, hopefully have kind of a breakout game. And that's my thought going into it. I thought Dennis could really shine in, in this matchup. I was hoping so. And then as the game goes on, I mean, I think we're going to probably touch on this anyways, but I mean, it's, you know, then you, you see, go ahead. No, you're up. Oh, I, you know, you soon realize that, you know, there's a reason why Belgian teams are easy to give up players to sit in the bench. I mean, I, I, I don't know how we're going to score goals. And I, and I was telling Travis, it's, it's like, it's, it's, uh, you know, We've gone to five three two. We've gone to four three two one. We've gone to three five two. We've gone. We've had all these lineups and all these changes. These players coming out. The fact of the matter is, we can't find a way on the one third of the pitch uh, to get the ball in the back of the net. It's it's um, and I and I think going into the season, they realize that they just don't have the personnel to succeed and to win on a, on a high level. And give them some credit. I, I, I can't believe the guys many points they do at this point in the season because I just cannot seem to find anybody that can really finish. And so, you know, moving Wolf up, change on lineup. They got Duda up front this week also. Um, yeah, oh, he was. Uh, he scored a couple of goals a few weeks ago. Um, you know, like I said, I was optimistic going in, being that we were playing better. But, you know. 90 minutes later, I'm like, oh, I feel like to be a Hennis fan every single week. <laughs> every yeah, single I was, week. yeah, I was thinking, going into this match, I was worried because uh, ever since that Friday loss, uh, Cologne plays a very defensive, compact system, and Stuttgart struggles against those type of teams. And so, like Austin, I predicted a low-scoring affair. I thought it was going to be tough for us to score against you guys just because that's the way um, – teams that have been successful against us typically play a lot of defense in the back, try to break on the counter. And I thought Dennis, you know, might uh, have some success in there, but as we got to halftime of this game, I don't know how much to break down. But one of the stats that I really enjoyed was the XG, the expected goals at halftime <laughs> was a combined 0.1, uh, 0.1 by uh, Hennis and 0.0 by Stuttgart. Um, I ran and took a quick look at some of the Twitter reactions at halftime and uh, words like coma, words like um, nap time were, were pretty common and seemed to be trending. Um, that first half was a little bit brutal. I think the announcer even said uh, 
somewhere around the 38 minute mark that uh, both these teams just want to get to halftime so they can figure out what to do from this point forward. Cause it was not quite attractive football. It, it was, it was ugly football. And like you said, I think there was one shot, the entire, not a shot on goal, one shot the entire first half. And, and to your point, I actually like, I actually do like the five, three, two formation. I actually think that we play it well. And I think that's what we have to keep doing. We do, we, we have a bend, but don't break kind of philosophy. You know, teams generally have the possession, you know, 60%, if not more of the time of the game. Um, and then when it close the goal, we have a tendency to close down. I think we, like I said, the bend, but don't break philosophy. And we do tend because of that get, have breaks. We can counterattack and have the breaks. The problem is, and that's what I think every team looks for a good defensive team uh, counterattack with some nice breaks and we do have breaks and we just decide to just once you get down to that upper third, like we talked about, you, you slam on the breaks um, and, and you allow the defense to come forward. We're not moving numbers up and we just can't finish. So I think that the, the formation is okay. The strategy makes sense with the, with the roster that we have. Um, and honestly, if you're going to play an ugly game, we, you know, we're not going to win a lot of games three to two. We're going to win games one to nothing, two to one, two to zero sometimes. So you have to play defense. And I think we did a pretty good job most of the game against Dugard, who can score a lot of goals. And so um, I, I think we're playing well. But we, just, we just don't have the personnel to, to really – now, once you fall behind one nothing, two nothing, we just don't have the team to come back from that. I understand that we're going to get into thoughts real quick, but I had this one clearing thought uh, just getting into the game and, and watching it progress. This game really makes you realize or did how much you miss the fans in the stands. Because even if you're having a game like this, seeing the crowd the emotion kind of keeps you in the game in my opinion and that was to me that was hilarious yeah i think i think that's a great point i think this is a match where i mean jeff you've been to that stadium and as i and the fans are amazing uh the sugar traveling fans are amazing maybe that would have picked it up a little bit or maybe they would have all been napping as well because it was a pretty rough first half but i think that's kind of what we expected so we go into the second half uh, no big changes for anybody, but pretty quickly, uh, Stuart gets on the board. Uh, there's a free kick, the Sosa to Sasa, you know, Borna Sosa, the left back, uh, crosses from a free kick into the box. Uh, Sasa Kalajic, who is about 30 feet tall, it seems like, or 6'6", um, gets the goal. I think it was his 10th goal of the year. Uh, I think that's the third assist that Sosa has to uh, Kalijic. Um, they had a kind of a fun Twitter picture where, uh, you know, Sasa was up there with Sosa and saying, when you need a goal, this is your guy. Um, so they got that pretty early, early goal. Turned out to be the only goal of the game. I think it was his 10th goal of the season. Um, I don't know if Horn could have done anything about that. I mean, great cross, great header. Um, yeah. Jeff, I don't know. Well, you know, it's funny because when they scored that goal, I don't think anybody watching that game anticipated a goal at that point. They were, I don't know, 30 yards out. I mean, there was, it, it, first of all, the, the, the kick was perfect and the header was fantastic. And you're right. There's not much that Horn probably could have done to block it anyways, but I think 
what what really got me upset was that that Horn seemed to be hot, flat-footed with very uh, slow reaction time again and again and again and again. I, I don't feel like even being a reaction, you could stop that shot. That was a very well-placed header. It was a very deserved goal, but um, you know, if you watch the replay, which they show over and over and over again, uh, he is caught flat-footed. He's very uh, indecisive. He's um, he doesn't seem to have that reaction time necessary. Um, there was not even an attempt to block that ball. I mean, it was again. I don't want to take anything away from uh, the goal itself because a cross could not have been put in any better. I mean, if, if you're going, if you're going to do a cross that far away. You can look for the guy that's six inches taller than any other guy. <laughs> and they hit him. He, I mean, it was perfect. I mean, from that far out, it was a perfect shot. And again, I don't think there's anything that could have been done. But I just, I, I look at Horn and I just shake my head and think it, seriously, at least give it an effort. You know? yeah, least, yeah, he, he just stood and watched the ball go next. And it wasn't as if he could not have given him. He may have got a finger on it. Who knows? But I think at that point, <clears throat> I shook my head and I thought, you know what? This game was over, and it wasn't over, and yet it was over. Over. Well, yeah, I'm sure that part later. So it's funny you say that because once you know, it, there's a lot of rumors that Borna Sosa is being looked at by right. Bayern Munich, and uh, you can understand why he's really come on and been a big part of that team. But as soon as that goal was scored, it seemed like Stuart kind of put on the brakes a little bit, kind of played a little bit more counter, a little bit more defensive, and tried to let uh, Hennis that possession and then try to break them on the counter because from that point forward uh it seemed like the game changed it really looked like um i fully expected it to be a one-one draw um dennis had that shot at the 68 minute mark he had a great pass by uh, max meyer your new signing the great cutback and then he just ballooned the shot and then i think 10 minutes later oshan hit the crossbar um a one one. The expected goals by the end of the game was 0.47 for Cologne, 0.46 for Stuttgart. Um, you could have made an argument a one one ending could have been pretty fair there, but it, it just seemed really bizarre to me that as a Stuttgart fan, I I get it. We were up a goal, so we're gonna play a little bit defensive, but it's almost like we invite too much pressure. And I get it with the guys we have up front, we can break. Um, but it just seemed like. We played a little too passive. You guys played really aggressive. You played your best football after that goal. We seem to play our worst. Well, you and I, I remember texting you just before that goal, and I said, this game is really going to open up. It looks like, and it looked like the first three minutes of the second half, how both teams were kind of opening up the field a little bit. Of course, after I text that, naturally they score. Um, but I, I really, it's hard to really doubt, though, if you're Stuttgart, it's hard to really – go against that strategy you call it soft i call it maybe strategy because i think at that point they're thinking we can step on their throats here because you can allow us like i said in the upper one-third of the field you can let us get back there how are we going to score i mean i would just assume to to, to you Travis, put like one of those little tip kick figurines on the field <laughs> the button they have a better chance of scoring doing that than having one of our forwards you know shot on goal that launches completely into Amsterdam. I mean, every single time. So if you're Stuttgart, yeah, let them back there until they can prove they can score a goal and move our guys forward. And we're going to step on their throats because, you know, we have to score at that point. So now we're five, three, two, but we're moving our, we're moving our midfielders up 
And you're thinking, okay, well, let them come up because we're going to even, that counter is even going to be more intense. Yeah. You really can't stop that. But if we can, if, if, if we prove we can't score until we can prove that, I've got, if I'm them, I got no problem letting us go down there because what are we going to do about it? Yeah. Yeah. I, we have no killer instinct at this point around, around the net. And I was disappointed in Dennis, to be honest with you. I mean, I, I was really high on him, but you know, it's, it's one thing to have good ball control and good speed and that kind of stuff. But if you can't finish and if you're going to, if you're not going to give yourself a chance to score and you're going to balloon it like that, then there's no wonder that, 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 you know, I hate to say it, but there's no wonder that teams let them go in a sense like that. You, if, what, what good are you if you haven't scored in three months and now you know why, mm-hmm. I don't know why you pass the ball, dribble the ball. If, if you're paid to score goals, you know, you might as well put Austin in there because we're not going to score goals either. You know, yeah. I, mean, I thought here we wouldn't, fit, you know, we wouldn't quite fit in. But I'm frustrated, Travis. I'm very, very frustrated right now. And I was. I can, I can see. I, I think it was a deserved Sugar win, um, but I could see us giving up a goal late. It just seemed like you guys played a lot better. I understand the, playing more passive. And I'm um, hoping to get the counter. You know, it's interesting, though, and I think it was a deserved Stuttgart win. And I think going in, we realized you were the better team. But, you know, there's sometimes, like, you can lose 2 nothing, 3 nothing, and think, you know what? I think we played pretty well. I loved, I like the things we did. I like the ball movement. You know, they had some great saves. There's you know, all – you know, you can say all those things on teams if you get blown out of the water. And, I, and I've done that before. And then you have games where you have a one-one draw – or yesterday's one nothing loss and think, God, we played awful. Like we, 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 we did not capitalize on the chances that we had and it's frustrating. And like I said, I, I, I've, I've, I got blown out in games before. I felt like I liked the way that the team looked today. And yesterday was just very, very disappointing thinking. We just took, you know, we took a few steps forward in you know, the last few weeks and we just took five steps back. That's what it feels like right now. Yeah. Because um, it was just very disappointing how, you know, we just, we, we just can't seem to find a way. Yeah. It's uh, I think it was deserved. Like you said, it was deserved when I was happy with how uh, Stuttgart was able to play against a team that they struggle against playing that type of formation, that kind of tactic. So that was a good win for us to be safe and all that stuff. Um, let's uh, get a couple thoughts. So the game ends, uh, Stuttgart gets a one Oh, win. they get three points uh, securing safety, you know, more and more. Um, Austin, neutral observer, uh, first off, would you watch this game if you had to watch it? Well, <clears throat> full disclosure, um, as, as you guys were watching the game live, I didn't watch the game live because I was watching my beloved drivers. And so watched the notes on it. And the so as I'm watching it, I knew what the outcome was. I just didn't know the details. And so after I saw uh, the score in the 48th minute, was it? I, I, my first thought was, I can't believe I need to watch 43 more minutes of this. <laughs> but no, just a few points. I mean, again, um, I, this is the kind of game that I think I'm going to come to love over over the uh, course of the season because I don't remember picking up my notepad that very that that very often to make any notes <laughs> and so but just a couple things uh, I I didn't think Timo played that bad 
I, I thought he had a decent game. Um, I, I think that Jeffrey's uh, thoughts on Wolf are very justified. Uh, I thought, uh, let's see, a uh, couple things that I noticed were that, you know, Endo, I, I, I praised Endo last week. Uh, I didn't see the guy on the field until he made that defensive play against Drexler in like the 78th minute or whatever it was uh, after that turnover. Uh, yeah, the, I, it's just one of those things where once Oscon hit that thing off the bar, you just kind of thought, okay, this is how the game's going to go. Um, but yeah, I, I thought there was uh, the game went pretty much how we predicted last week, and I thought that two starts, unfortunately, Steph did enough to pull it out, and that wasn't much. But you know, they, at the end, they got the win. Well, I think it's I think it should be fortunately because let's remember this is a uh, Stugart podcast as it turns out. So I think the word you meant to say was fortunately uh, Stugart yeah. able to pull that out. Oz, one more question for you. You uh, last week we talked about how you were the the Griffin, the big picture guy. What's your big picture view after this game when you look at tennis, and then we'll ask you the big picture view when you look at Stugart. Big picture view for Hennis is that you know. After they went down the goal, they or after when they came out in the second half, and then they got down the goal, uh, they seemed to pick it up. It, I, I'm very looking forward to seeing what kind of strategy and just goals that they have going forward, um, because whatever they were doing yesterday wasn't working. So. There's got to be something in the pike that's going to work for them. And I, I, if they keep changing things up, I, I think that's going to be a positive in the long run, and something's got to shake out. And what about uh, for our beloved Stuttgart? What uh, from the big picture view? From big picture view for for Stuttgart is I think picking up three points here. I mean, I think you're going to be playing a lot of. Um, football knowing you're not going to be relegated so I think you you put yourself safely in that mid-table area yeah yeah I think that's uh I think that's pretty accurate is that Hennis still has to figure some things out going forward I mean uh, Cologne's defense I think is pretty solid Stuttgart's offense is pretty solid um Sasa and Sosa are just playing great Silas seems to be in a little bit of a slump Tommy was playing well for, yeah. for the time yeah all right so that is our kind of our uh, review of the big Stugart at uh fc cologne match again getting three points for our beloved Stugart. and um <laughs> uh let's preview what's coming up next shelly first off um we did this last week where we previewed the match for the team that uh, we just played so have our last talk about the billy goats uh, Hennis is traveling to this young startup team called, let me look it up. Yes, yes, Bayern Munich. Um, last time they played, it was a 1-2 loss, 1-2 loss um, at home. Um, in the 82nd minute, I believe Drexler scored the goal. And um, Bayern actually um, was outshot by Cologne. You guys outshot them 9-6. to six. So Hennis is getting two goals in that game. Jeffrey, what are you thinking? 
We're getting two goals in that game. Travis, we haven't gotten two goals. You can give us 10 games. We won't get two goals. But I get your point, though. Uh, no, we're going to lose. We're going to lose, and I don't think that's anything – that's any question. But I think, to your point, how you struggle against um, more of a defensive-minded team, I think we're actually going to play – they're going to force us to open up a little bit, which is fine because I think we should use it as a, almost as a practice game, you know, tinker with lineups again, practice moving players forward, practice being aggressive on offense. I mean, you know, and then if you lose six and nothing, lose six and nothing, but we've got to find some way to try to get guys forward and get opportunities around the goal. I think you have to use a game against Bayern that you're expected to lose. They're coming off a loss. They're going to be fired up to play hard and win that game um so i think we have to use it as like a, hey listen we got to practice that because the following week and i know we're jump, jumping ahead but the following week game is huge uh there's games all weekend long so there's we, we have to kind of use that as a springboard so to speak to like you said like there's games sometimes you get blown out but you play really well and you're you're happy with what you saw and we have to be able to find a way to play Bayern and do good things against them so I mean, I hope that they keep that in mind. You know, it's a big loss against Stuttgart, um, but they've got to play hard and they got to work on some things because right now we're, you know, we're, we're, we're I guess we're safe-ish, but, you know, we're struggling to stay up and make sure to keep that in mind. We got some big games coming up and you got, you, you're not going to beat the teams like Bayern, but you've got to beat the teams like Schalke and Mines and those around us. So. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting matchup because I, Getting two, I mean, Byron obviously is a favorite, but Cologne getting two goals in that game. If I was a betting person, I might take it depends if Cologne is gonna, like you said, use it as a practice match essentially, or if they are going to try to get a point and just pack the park the bus and play some defense. So we'll see. Uh, next week, well, I am a betting person, I'm taking Byron minus two, but uh, <laughs> all right, Austin, what about you? Who you got in that one? I, I, you know what, I'll take. Along with the points, because I think Cologne's looking at the table and looking at the goal differential and knowing that they, they just got to put 10, 11 backs and just try to keep them from scoring. And and I think it's going to be probably another one game. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Austin. I'm, I'm going to say that Gisdall is going to park the bus and try to frustrate Bayern. And so I, I too, am going to take the Mighty Billy Goats plus the two goals, though. I, I definitely want the two goals. Yeah. And you guys are good friends. You guys are good people. Not very good at betting, but good friends. Um, the preview for the Sugar game coming up, they are getting a goal. So Las Vegas is giving them one goal, and they are hosting Schalke. And uh, last time these two played, Schalke uh, scored first on a set piece. Then in the 56th minute, Nico Gonzalez scored a penalty kick. Um, There's a handball in the box. Game ended one to one Stuart had 20 shots to Schalke's eight um Schalke right now is in 18th place on the table um I took some notes on them really quick they just lost uh, four to nil to Dortmund um I think they've got one or two draws in the last five games or so they're struggling um I'm interested to see how this plays out because this is another team I think that's going to play similar to how uh Cologne played they're going to park the bus play a lot of defense try to get us on the counter Typically, like you said, we don't play very well against that type of style. We haven't played very well at home. Um, you could probably death nail this match. If Schalke loses this match, I think they're eight points away from 17th. That's probably it for them. 
they are probably done. Uh, Stuttgart is probably safe, but if they win and get three points here, I think it's it's all but math at that point. Um, they're they're looking good. So this is gonna be a big match, I think, for both teams. Bigger match for Schalke, obviously. Um, I'm impressed though with the way that uh, the uh, the team played against Cologne this week. Makes me think they can come out and get some points next week against Schalke. Um, so I'm liking our chances next week. Austin, what about you? What any preview thoughts on that one? Yeah, I, I think it's going to go pretty much this. It's Schalke is going to come out. They're going to play hard. They're going to run hard for the 15, 20 minutes. I think Stuttgart's going to put a goal in around the fifth minute, and Schalke is going to do what Schalke does. They're going to once they get down, they're just going to uh, stop playing, and they'll look lifeless. And I and I think Stuttgart's either w- winning this 2-0 or 1-0. I, I, I think a 1-0 is more likely, so I'm taking the draw on this one. Okay. Jeff? Uh, I think that the nail's already in the shock of coffin, to be honest with you. I think, um, you know, they're obviously struggling. They, they look like they're playing better. I did not watch them against Borussia. Uh, they got beat pretty bad. But I think that they're probably going to go down two or three to nothing, I think. They've only scored 15 goals this season. I don't see them scoring again next week. I think that I think that Stuttgart is going to put all the pressure on them. Um, I don't think they can withstand. I think it's going to be probably, I'm going to guess about three, nothing Stuttgart win. All right. Well, we got three wins for the mighty Stuttgart team as we host Schalke. All right. We're going to take a real quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to do our predictions and then wrap it up with why are you smarter today? All right. (laughs) Be right back. All right, welcome back to part two of the Valve B. Stuttgart Americana podcast. Um, we went pretty heavy into uh, FCA Cologne, but one of our co-hosts is a, you know, Hennis fan, so that makes sense. What we're going to do now is kind of dive into our predictions for the league as a whole, because we know everybody cares what we think. Uh, last week, we actually did pretty well. Jeffrey finished five and four, predicting the, the spreads. Austin, six and three. And I finished seven and two, showing my luck or genius at Adrian. So that was pretty good stuff. All right, so we'll do our predictions for this week. If you don't know how this works, uh, Las Vegas gives a team a advantage in betting. So you get a half goal, maybe one goal, only if it's a Huge expected loss. Is it more than one? Oh, hey, Jeff, two goals for uh, certain teams. So we'll start off You're with <laughs> Werder Bremen is hosting Eintracht Frankfurt. Bremen is getting half a goal. They just lost to Hoffenheim today as we record this. Uh, they're doing okay. They only got seven of their last 15 points, but Eintracht Frankfurt is five for five, 15 out of their last 15 points. Uh, they just won a huge match that we all actually predicted, by the way. Uh, versus Bayern Munich. I'll leave this one off. I'm going Eintracht minus the half a goal. Austin, how about you? I'm with you. I, I, they're playing well. Yep. Eintracht minus half a goal. That's it. I take an Eintracht minus a goal and a half. I think this is the easiest. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that one looks to be the easy lock of the week. So cue the Bremen comeback. Uh, our next one up is Dortmund, which is a strange. They're having a strange season. Um, they're six on the table. They just beat Schalke four to nothing. Um, 
Holland had two more goals. Saw one of them today, and oh boy, that was almost a scissor kick, bicycle kick. That was something special. They are playing Bielefeld, who is 16th on the table. They just lost to a very strong Wolfsburg team, three to nothing. Um, I'm actually going to go Bielefeld plus the two goals in this one. Um, they kind of go back and forth, bounce back and forth. And this goes back to one of our comments last week that whenever one of us needs a team to lose, they tend to do well. Jeff needs them to lose. I predict they will at least cover the spread. I'm taking Bielefeld plus two goals. Austin. Uh, uh, they, uh, this is a nice part of the schedule. I think they're starting to figure it out. Sancho and obviously Holland are, are playing decently now. I'm taking BFB. Well, Travis, you said it. I need Bielefeld to, to lose this game. Therefore, they will definitely cover the spread at least. So, um, you know, they, they, and they're off and on. They're hot and cold. They have a bad game. They come back and play really, really well. And I think they're going to, I think they're going to be able to c- cover the spread. I take the Bellatello plus two. Yep. All right. Uh, we already predicted this one. Uh, Bayern is hosting uh, Cologne. They're getting minus two goals. Uh, Jeff is taking Bayern. Travis and uh, Austin are taking uh, Cologne here. Uh, Bayern is in a bit of a crisis mode, if you will. They, Drew a game and they actually lost a game, which I guess goes for a crisis in that part of the world. So we can uh, skip through that game. We all predicted the next game, which is the Stuttgart versus Schalke game. Um, I think we've all got Balfi covering, though Austin said that it would be a 1-1 draw. So he's taking Schalke plus the goal, which takes us to Wolfsburg minus half a goal. Wolfsburg is third on the table. Uh, 13 out of their last 15 points. They are hosting Hertha, who's only gotten one out of their last 15 points, and they just lost three to nothing to Leipzig. I'm taking Wolfsburg. Awesome. Uh, Wolfsburg, uh, you know, Stefan, if you saw the game yesterday, two goals in, looking really good. That defense of Wolfsburg is just too dominant, and Hertha, who knows who they are. So, yeah, I'm taking Wolfsburg. This may be the most unwatchable game of the week, but I will uh, take Wolfsburg minus the half a goal because they are looking really, really good. No, we haven't yeah, got the Augsburg game yet. Yeah, that's just a good point. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next up. Uh, <laughs> Leipzig just won 3 nothing at Hertha, like we said. They are minus half a goal hosting Gladbach who is eighth on the table, just lost to Mines. They also just found out they're losing their coach, who's going to go to uh, Dortmund next year. I think Gladbach's in a little bit of turmoil right now. Um, Mines is resurgent, so I don't think that's as bad a loss as maybe it would have been, but it's hard not to take Leipzig. So I'm going to take Leipzig minus half a goal. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you this. Uh, Leipzig, too. Gladbach's on a winless streak, and I think it's going to be five. Say that again. I think they're going to be on a five-game winless streak. On a four-game streak right now. Yep. All right, Jeff. Um, but I think I'm going to go. I'm going to edge uh, Leipzig minus a half a goal. Sure. Tag team in line. All right. Uh, Union Berlin just beat Austin's Freiburg one to nothing on the road. They are seventh on the table. Hoffenheim is just coming off their 3-0 win over Bremen. Uh, they're 11th on the table. Um, it's a pick 'em. 
Uh, it's a pick em. This is a tough one. Uh, I'm going to go with the home team. I'll go with Union or Union. Uh, Austin, what about you? I'm going Union. Best team that loves. And so uh, I got to go Union. All right. This game's weird. I can't believe I have to look so high on the table to find Union, and I can't believe I have to look so low on the table to find Hoffenheim. It almost looks like it should be reversed. You know, I'm going to take Hoffenheim on this one to win and to pick them. All right. Two more left. Uh, we've got Mainz. Who, now, Mainz is 17th on the table, but they just defeated Gladbach 1-2, to two, um, or 2-1, to one, I should say. They've scored 10 of their last 15 points, or they've gained 10 of their last 15 points. Uh, they've won three of their last five against an Augsburg team who was looking like they were going to win. I saw the end of this game today. And then they let in a last-second goal to Leverkusen to get the draw. 17th on the table versus 13th on the table. Mines is minus half a goal. I'm, I'm going to take Mines in this one. I'll take an Augsburg. I, I think it's going to be a excitingly boring game again, and I think they're going to pull it out. I, I can't. I can't take Mines, Travis. I can't do it. <laughs> I... I, I I, I think that Augsburg, for some reason, like we always talked about, they're, they always seem to find a way just to be safe and stable. So I've got to believe they're going to pull it out this weekend or next weekend. So yeah. I take Augsburg. The yeah, the only, yeah, the only thing that makes me worried here is that you need minds to lose, so they should win. Uh, and that's kind of why I'm going with it. So I guess I'm not worried. All right, last Thanks, one. <laughs> you got it, pal. Uh, Leverkusen got the late draw at Augsburg, one-to-one. -one. Uh, they're fifth on the table. They are playing the mighty Freiburg team, uh, who is ninth on the table. Freiburg's scuffling a little bit. They've won two of the last five, but they've got seven of their last 15 points. Again, they lost at uh, Bremen. I'm Sorry, Oz. I think Leverkusen's going to bounce back. I'm going to take Leverkusen minus the goal. Well, here, here's a fun fact for you. Leverkusen, uh, well, have only beaten three teams. One is Dortmund, the second is Stuttgart, the third is Cologne. And I don't like you guys, so I'm taking Freiburg. Freiburg, fair enough, Jeff. Is it, you said it's a one goal spread? It is half a goal. Oh, half a goal. That changes everything. Okay, then I will take, I'll take Leverkusen. All right. All right, so there we go. Our predictions. Um, we win a combined 18, and it looks like seven last time. So, I mean, it's time for us for nine, 18 and nine. It's time for us to go to Vegas because we are clearly knowledgeable in everybody else's team but our own here. All right, guys. Well, I want to thank you for joining our podcast that was heavy on the Hennis, but hey, you know what? Sometimes you've got to. Uh, well, speaking of picking, though, since we're picking so well, is it is it too late to pick a new team? Is that something? We can <laughs> well, if you remember when we were you were researching teams, your uh, your family background took you to Augsburg, but your yeah. your love of location took you to uh, Cologne. So those were your two choices. Mm -hmm. And looking back now, you and I both thought that we should have maybe chosen Austin's team of Freiburg. Right, but Austin started as a Darmstadt, then a Hoffenheim um, fan, okay. so he is truly the rainbow of fruit flavors when it comes to <laughs> all of these. All right. all right, guys, let's wrap it up here with uh, steal this from a local radio program does this, but I doubt they're going to be listening, so I don't think they'll be too concerned. 
why are you smarter after listening to today's podcast? So, Austin, why are you smarter after listening to today's podcast? I'm not. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, after learning after today's podcast, uh, I'm smarter because I learned that I can pick and uh, jump. I, I, Austin, I don't think we are smarter. I think I don't think anybody that's listening to this podcast is going to get smarter. <laughs> Um, but I do feel accomplished though, because I was able to update my Zoom. Uh, so I feel smart according to them. I'm very tech savvy. Yes, yes. Um, no, but I, I think uh, I, I do enjoy uh, bantering with you fellas. And I like uh, kind of catching up and talking a little bit of Bully Bundesliga. Mm -hmm. I think that uh, we are just basically checking our knowledge on fans worldwide with this podcast so that's thank true. you me on travis yeah i think i am smarter because uh both of you we're not recording the uh the, the video of this are in excellent man rooms or man caves or uh, dens whereas i am in a uh dungeon in my basement here with crayons and and such i'm also um smarter because my wife is about to kill me because we need to wrap this up because we're apparently going sledding which is where you combine um small children fast hills and uh, potential death so so a good family fun event so we'll see how that goes so uh austin and jeff austin thank you for joining us today right, thank, thank you. you for having me there yeah. thank you for joining us and next week we will break down the stuttgart and schalke match I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about how the Billy Goats are doing and how Freiburg are doing as well. All right, for Valve B Americana, uh, my name is Travis. Thanks for joining us. And if you have any questions, go ahead and put them in the uh, Twitter feed, and we will probably not be able to answer a single thing you have. All right, thanks a lot, guys. Bye-bye. Thank you.